0: Welcome to another edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast, where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector, the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. We are back in studio, the brand new podcast studios here at Inside Indiana Business this week. Very excited to welcome the brand new president and CEO of Agrinovus, Indiana, Mitch Frazier. And Mitch, as I said, brand new. I mean, you're uh, uh, just a couple of weeks into the job.
1: Absolutely. Brand new and, and fun to be a pioneer alongside a fellow pioneer. <laughs> you, Gary. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh,
0: you bet. Mitch, to begin with, and and you are taking uh, over a high profile role as the CEO at Agrinovus, Indiana. Talk about your background, because I really think it is... An interesting mix and a perfect mix for the job that you have in front of you.
1: Thank you, Gary. I feel absolutely blessed to be in this position. So I grew up in Indiana. I'm an Indiana native. Grew up in the cornfields of Tipton County. Spent time in the Army on active duty, and then came back to work for Governor Daniels in Economic Development back in 2006, and that really began my entry into what has been an amazing career connecting tech and ag, which is the opportunity we have here. So I started out after my time with Governor Daniels with the team at. Exact Target, Scott Dorsey, and another great team of pioneers blazing a trail in high tech. We took that company from a a small, really domestic-based company to a global juggernaut in digital marketing technology. Took the company public back in 2012, as you remember, and then were purchased by Salesforce, which now is a massive employer, a tech pioneer of themselves here in Indianapolis. Left Salesforce and had a great opportunity to go consult with a number of promising young technology companies and found my way to Reynolds Farm Equipment, one of the premier names in Indiana agriculture. The family operates five regional John Deere stores. I have about two hundred and fifty employees and really got a chance to work closely with Indiana producers. And I'll tell you as as I zoom out and look at the asset base that exists within Indiana, we've all talked a tremendous amount about the just incredible technology talent that exists in Indiana. We know we have an amazing group of academic leaders and higher education leaders who are really pushing that front edge of technology and innovation. But I'll tell you what I feel like is a, a real unique opportunity we have is to link arms with those producers. Those producers I had an opportunity to serve at Reynolds Farm Equipment and, and truly the producers I've heard from since the announcement of joining Agronovis, there is a massive opportunity to link arms between producers, technology, ag innovators and academia and with our government leaders to really make Indiana the epicenter of ag innovation.
0: Obviously, you're very passionate about the future. Is there anything in particular that excites you the most? I think we are in an incredible point
1: in time. If if we step back and look in the rearview mirror where we've come from, Indiana has historically blazed a trail when it comes to ag and ag innovation. We have a number of great organizations here, a number of great companies here. But what excites me the most is the point in time we're at. And it's a challenging spot for producers, whether you're uh, in animal health and you're in livestock, or whether you're in row crop or even specialty crop food production. Commodity prices are really tough right now. Commodity prices are extremely tough right now. And we have a global food supply chain who is really struggling to boost resiliency post-pandemic. Those two forces alone create a massive force of disruption in the ag ecosystem at large. Indiana, Indiana is extremely well positioned to seize that opportunity to bring innovators together, academic leaders together, technology companies together, link arms with producers and make that innovation happen here where we can boost resiliency in the food supply chain, where we can work to create new markets and new uses for the crops that are produced here. So farmers themselves producers themselves can actually be profitable.
0: In your view, can Indiana be a leader and a key player in, in feeding the world? It's been well publicized, the amount of food that's going to need to be produced over the next decade on a much smaller footprint. Absolutely. Indiana is well positioned
1: to play an incredibly important role when it comes to feeding the world. We look at the ecosystem that is here and the ecosystem of leaders that have either come from here or are here currently. We have a global network. Of leaders, whether it be Ambassador Kip Tom, whether it be my predecessor Beth Bechtel working with the UN, whether it be our incredible team that is now serving in DC or all across the state and all around the world, we have a network of leaders who can help us understand what that opportunity is. But I think more importantly, it's action. And Indiana has a clear focus on action. If you look at what's happened over the last decade, decade and a half here in Indiana, there's one thing that's really clear. Indiana is on the move. Indiana is a place where things are happening. And I believe as we look at the realities that exist within the ag ecosystem and we look at the assets in which we have to go operationalize, Indiana is a place where not only can we help this World Food Challenge, we can be the ones who reimagine how we solve that challenge.
0: How about challenges, Mitch? As you look at the the challenges that are really in place now and in front of Indiana, what would they be? Back when I
1: was at Reynolds Farm Equipment or at Exact Target, you you always want to look at the competitive landscape. And Indiana is competing, make no mistake, Indiana is competing each and every day for jobs. We're competing for talent. We're competing for capital investment. And we're doing that with the likes of our Midwestern competitors. We're doing that across the Corn Belt. We're doing that across animal health categories. We're also doing it all around the world. And so I think when we look at challenges, we need to be incredibly crisp about who we are, what we do, and why we're different. And in that, making sure that everyone understands that this is the place where innovation can happen, not just because innovation is innovation and it's Mm neat, but innovation to solve real problems. As you look out on the horizon, Gary, I think there's often talk in ag, in food production, where it's the future of food or the future of fill in the blank and I think that's really important and end needs to be a place that we really challenge what those ideas and concepts are and really work toward them. But there's also the immediate challenge and that's the challenge of producer profitability. And I, I believe the real significant opportunity we have is to link arms with those producers and understand what are the most immediate challenges they have. How do we uniquely solve those challenges here? And I've I been really blessed over the last week, week and a half, as I've met with our board members from Agrinovus and met with leaders all across the state. Everyone wants to help. Everyone has raised their hand and said, how do we help? And I think what you're going to see us invest in, both from a time, effort, and energy standpoint here in the next few months, next few quarters, even over the next year, is really understanding how best do we solve those immediate challenges. If we can solve those immediate challenges, we can set a great foundation for building for the Future.
0: Talent is such a a big issue for every business in every industry in Indiana. As you look at the talent opportunity in the ag bioscience space, how do you get after that? So, we're taking a multiple front push into talent. So,
1: we look at talent of how do we take current school-aged students, and how do we help them understand what opportunities exist in the ag bioscience industry. So we've got a team that's focused on that. We look at those who are already in the industry, those who may be early in their career, mid-career, and really looking to take that next step. And you'll see us talk about programs to really help catalyze the next generation of leaders. And then on the far extreme, and I think that the biggest opportunity that's outside of ag, is how do we take a look at the current challenges that exist in our economy and how do we bring new people in to the ag bioscience industry? Part of that is making sure we have the right curriculum, making sure we have the right programming. But I think the other piece is is how do we tell the story in a way that's compelling? As I've talked with folks all across the state, especially those in the technology industry, they say ag, huh? tell me more. When you look at ag at large, you you think of agronomists and you think of row crop and you think of the things that you and I grew up with, right? Seeing them out in the field. And that's a really important piece of ag and and we'll never lose our focus on that. But within ag, within that talent opportunity are great opportunities for software developers, for AI specialists, for data scientists, for marketing leaders, for software leaders, for technology leaders, for finance leaders. This is not just an industry of ag. This is an industry of industries.
0: Can you get your arms around? around the impact of COVID-19 of the pandemic on the ag bioscience space, what that impact is now and what maybe it's likely to be going forward? I think we're going to see long-term
1: effects of COVID-19. The magnitude, I don't think we yet know, but what we do know is this. We know that the global food supply chain face challenge, and we look no further back than just a couple months ago when we couldn't get this type of product or that type of product in the grocery store. Indiana has an opportunity to solve that. You mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, this is our first time back in this office. Well, as we're back in this office, we're back in the studio, people are back to work, not everybody's there. So what does that mean in terms of demand for food, demand for production, even demand for talent? Do we think that the post-pandemic workforce in ag bioscience will all be in an office? or all be in a field, or all be on the farm lots all across the state and all around the country and all around the world. I I don't think we yet know, but I think Indiana has the opportunity to affect and to shape what that future looks like.
0: I want to circle back to something you mentioned earlier, and that's really focusing on the producer and helping that producer become or improve profitability in that business aspect. How do you see technology playing a role in the bottom line of the Indiana farmer?
1: Purdue has done an amazing job. They do every year a really great study of understanding what drags exist on producer profitability. So so what are the cost of goods sold, right? If we, if we think about this in a, a business equation, we know there are variables in that equation that can be affected. And we have great partners here in the state. We have great industry leaders here in the state that are working on each of those categories. But when you look at where technology can play a role, it's how do we increase efficiency? How do we increase effectiveness. How do we really understand how to best operate in a world that's extremely challenged and margin constrained? I look at my background within the tech world. The reality is, is we have a real challenge in production agriculture. And it's margin. Profitability. If we can work hand-in-hand hand with producers, understand what that real challenge is, give it to our tech community. We've got great partners, thanks to Michael Angelier and the team at TechPoint, with what Scott Dorsey and the team at High Alpha are doing, with Tim Kopp and Hyde Park. We have an amazing network who are eager and ready to help. And here's the best part, Gary. You look at the great folks that we had a chance to work with closely to Exact Target, now at Salesforce, all across the tech ecosystem. Most of them are a generation or two away from either the farm or rural Indiana or rural America Mm -hmm. the opportunity for them to link their heritage their background to a problem that not just solves Indiana's challenge not just solves producers challenge but actually goes to enable feeding the world how great is that if that can happen right here in
0: Indiana is there one thing as you look at the landscape out there that you could identify as uh, Indiana's greatest opportunity for growth
1: I believe our greatest opportunity for growth is the connection between tech in ag. As we sit here in downtown Indianapolis today, we are 20, 25 minutes away from large-scale row crop production farming. We're 15 to 20 minutes away from one of the global juggernauts in ag. We're 15 to 20 minutes away from one of the global juggernauts in animal health. We're 20 to 30 minutes away from one of the largest family-owned seed companies in the country. Indiana is incredibly well positioned on the ag side and then on the tech side, literally we're a stone's throw away from the heartbeat of Indiana Technology, the Salesforce Tower, and all of those great companies who have come from the exact targets of the world, the Genesises, the Primo, HomeAdvisor, Teradata, we, we list all these companies because those folks are the ones who will help us solve this real challenge that exists. And I believe it can happen here. If we link arms between our ag community as well as our tech community, Great things are ahead.
0: I really do sense there's buy in from these companies, big and small, from the academic community, from government. There seems to be a real coming together in this whole process.
1: It is incredible. The number of folks who have reached out or I've had a chance to talk with since joining the team at Agrinovis truly do represent an incredible cross section of Indiana. Working closely with Purdue, IU, a number of other colleges and universities, working closely with Scott Dorsey at High Alpha, with Tim Cobb at Hyde Park, folks who have really been pioneers within Indiana, Indiana's economy and Indiana's economic growth, not to mention folks like Governor Eric Holkin, Lieutenant Governor Crouch, all who we've had conversations about how do we work together to go make a massive impact on Indiana's economic growth. The opportunity is before us and we're going to take it.
0: Mitch Frazier is the president and CEO of Agronovus Indiana. Mitch, it's always great to be with you. Happy you're the first interview officially in our new uh, Inside Indiana Business Podcast studio. Great to have you on the uh, podcast. Thanks
1: so much, Gary. I appreciate all it. All right.
0: And thank you for joining us on this edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agrinovus Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And you can keep up to date with Agrinovus Indiana by following them on Twitter and Instagram at IN. And you can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to share great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe O'Leary. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.